Yes, sir. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome to episode number eight of See what, what happened, happened was, was. <laughs> <laughs> I am great. That is Rashad. And we're back once again to give it to you raw and uncut. Yes, how yes, yes, yes. IS is and how it definitely was. That's right. Two siblings with something to say. Yes, sir. <laughs> Brothers from the same mother. Yeah. Lads from the same dad. <laughs> if, if, if you can't tell, I mean. I know, right? I, I Vazine, put some Vazine in the mind. I don't know what to tell you. you I don't know what, what to tell you. <laughs> I, I did get that question. Are y'all real brothers? Like, <laughs> nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> nah. Oh, nah. Yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, today's episode yes, yes, yes. is a special one uh, because we are going to take an in-depth look as MOG Rashad tells the story of his conversion yes. from his time as a gangster rapper to where he is right now as a Christian artist. Pat myself on the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know a, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of people have asked that question, you know, um, why the change and everything like that. And, you know, I'm fixing to tell you, you know what I'm saying? So what, what, what would we like to start? Matter of fact, let's get this. We got any, any news, anything, anything we need to put out to the people first off, you know? Well, um, I'm going to go and say this first. I usually uh, save it for the end. But I'm going to let y'all know, uh, once again, we are available on multiple platforms now. In addition to YouTube, we are also available on your audio podcast. Um, I think I mentioned last episode that we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts, uh, we are actually on Audible uh, as well. And we are on iHeartRadio. So yes. you don't have to just tune in to YouTube. You can stream us just like you stream any other podcast. We're out there. We're available. Check us out. And I definitely want to thank each and every one of you that has yes. been supporting us uh, through this journey. I mean, the feedback has been great. We're not one of those podcasts that's just going to pay for promotions and stuff like that. We are growing this thing organically. Yes. And we know that our podcast is for those who are just like us. You know, we are in our 40s. We are two grown people who are talking about grown issues. You know, we keep it light, but we also talk about things that are affecting us today and that are affecting our kids and whatnot. Yeah. So 
uh, again, you know, thank y'all for riding with us and we're going to keep this thing going uh, for as long as we can. As long as we are entertaining y'all, then we're doing our jobs. That's right. That's right. I also want to thank y'all, you know, um, a lot of feedback, you know, like, subscribe. I understand a lot of people, you know, they get kind of lazy and they don't want to do it, but we ask y'all like, subscribe, do all of that. But we're getting, you know, it's a, a lot of things that are going on, a lot of attention and we're going to keep doing it. We're going to definitely keep doing it, you know, uh, but with that being said, getting to the story of my conversion, why I changed. First off, it was more so me growing up, the way I grew up, it, um, it just caused a lot of issues for me, a lot of mental issues and things. And I like to say that's when the door was open, that the enemy crept in, you know what I'm saying? The devil crept in and really started messing with my mind and things like that. And, you know, you just, you just really didn't know who to turn to. Now I do come from a praying family. Pops is, pastor my, you know my grandma know the word my other grandma know the word uncles you know all of that stuff so it's been there but it was just a lot of things that i did not understand so fast forwarding to the day well when we moved to california you know way after dre had left it was sixth grade i got with this group and we in the sixth grade but we we were really like we were we were talking some some crazy stuff you know and that group was called the 187 life and everybody knows what 187 is it you know go look it up you know what i mean murder death kill whatever you want to call it but we were at first it was four of us it was myself they called me awat another wicked blank killer we had mr wish death wish we had c play and we had another cat uh, by the name of P-Rod. Now, P-Rod was so caught up in the streets, he, you know, they basically, like, fizzled him out of the group. So it was just the three of us. And we were really, we were youngsters. We were, like, sixth grade, sixth, seventh grade, like, really talking some, some violent stuff because we've all come from a bad upbringing and being caught in the uh, Dago streets. Dago was a rough place you know what i'm saying it was one of those things like you either have to jump with this crew or jump with that crew or the crew is gonna get you basically so what we did was we just got together you know and anybody crossed our way i mean even at a young age that's your fault you know what i'm saying so it it came just to a point where we were just like man we want to do this music thing because we looked at music as a way out we looked at gangster rap music as a way out yeah it wasn't really uh it wasn't as saturated as it is nowadays everybody's doing music now but then we were cutting demo tapes we were kids man cutting demo tapes and i remember our first demo tape we cut we sent it to ruthless records who was run by a guy named easy e we would just sit this is when you could just send out demo tapes yeah and you could just walk up to the record labels and just say hey check this out we sent them a demo tape and a tape, a tape. It wasn't a CD, it was a tape. <laughs> we sent them a demo tape and we got a response back. And a lot of people don't know, we actually got a response back from Ruthless Records. Wow. And 
basically what they told us was like, you guys are dope. You guys are tight. Really love y'all, but y'all are too young. This is before they were kid rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really don't know. Do we know who the first was? I really don't know. But it, it was it was it was before they were kid rappers. Now, what they told us was like when we got older to come back, you know, send them another demo tape when we get older, because, yeah, we were just too young. Like I said, sixth, seventh grade. We never got that chance because, of course, Easy e ended up passing away. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things that it was just like, man, we just going to go over to Death Wish House. Is, and we would record over there on some primitive stuff. Sometimes we had a um, karaoke machine. <laughs> we were recording things like that. Fast forwarding, it got to a point to where we were starting just to get a little defeated. Mm-hmm. The last things were... You, you, a uh, backup, we started really learning the business, like publishing, copyrights, things like that. And I learned all of that stuff from Death, who really taught all of us the game, you know, for copyrights and things of that nature. We ended up putting a demo tape together for Who Banging Records with Mac 10. And one of the ARs, he would always contact us, like, man, y'all got some stuff. And we would send us some stuff and we would bug him every day. Hey, this is like when the record had the phone numbers on the back of them. You know, they mm-hmm. had the phone numbers and you could call the, you know, the studios and things like that. But it just went on and on and on. And the guy would be like, yeah, we want to get y'all here for a showcase and blah, 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 blah. And it just never happened because Who Bangin ended up fizzling out. One belly up. And yeah. uh, going out of business. But I really felt honestly that me doing that kind of music it was it was it wasn't right like it was a lot of just it was just demonic let's just call it what it is and i'm only using my story this is me and it was a, a lot of just turmoil and you know voices and and just just total darkness that i was going through because everything that was going on in my lifetime yeah with like you know uh my son and, and and just the drama that was going on in my life and it really pushed me to really become what I was rapping about to the point where let's just be honest it was like a split personality yeah it scared me it was Rashad versus AWAC and I would just tell anybody AWAC was that entity it was that spirit that was controlling me. It was like the uh, Bruce Banner effect. You know, you got Bruce, you got the Hulk. The Hulk. That's kind of what it was. AWAC was the one that liked to smoke weed. He liked to smoke the cigars. He liked to drink. He liked to just do all kind of stuff. But this other side of me was just trying to fight all of that. But to be honest, sometimes I would just let that have its way. And I know it, it's shocking to a lot of people, but I'm just telling you what it is. It's just what it was. That was a spirit. It was an entity. And when you hear this stuff, it is really, really true. Because that was not who I was. That's what I became. So AWAC was just a... He wasn't a good dude. That was just the part of me that liked to... Like I said, get in the trouble, like the fight, like the cause drama, like the 
be out here and out there and just like running the streets. Like it was a time where I would um, carry, you know, I carried a little piece on me, you know, Glock 40 and, you know, money. And I would just dare somebody to approach me. Mm-hmm. I, I would really dare somebody. I actually, I was actually itching for somebody to like, I dare you to try to take what I got. Then I'm going to do you in. And let's just be honest. That's just what it was. Um, there's been incidents, you know, I won't speak about, but that was a really, really scary time in my life. But I kept hearing this call, this call that was like, this is not you. This is not what I called you to be. You know what I'm saying? I need you to be over here. But it was a, it was just a fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was times doing, you know, just being out when I started my record label, you know, Wikiway Records, because I got tired of the record labels. Like, you know, record labels want so much and they want to give you so little. And I just got to the point, it's like, I do this myself. You know what I'm saying? Had a few artists on the label that didn't work out because a lot of these artists, you know, um, young, you know, want things so fast. And I can't tell right. you it doesn't happen that way. Music takes time. You never know how long, when you see somebody that gets on, you don't know how long they've been doing music. Right. It, it was like years before anybody noticed what I was doing. So, you know, just feeling real, real low about myself. And it came a time where, I mean, literally, I remember sitting in the room and I had money, you know, had a place to stay, car. I was doing good for myself, but when that thing came to cash in, it came to cash in. And I remember I was so depressed, sitting on the edge of the bed with my pistol, about to blow my brains out because I felt so just done and defeated and gone. Mm. And I remember I chambered, put it up to my head, and the gun didn't go off. Mm. Block 40. It only takes a few pounds of force, not very much. But I remember calling out to God saying, I need your help. I really, really need your help. I'm going down the wrong path. It was like even people that knew me that would be like, This ain't you. Like, what what, what is going on? It's like you don't really understand. Like, I'm losing it. I'm losing my mind. And that's why I would smoke weed, I would drink, you know, just to try to kill that pain so how how old not to cut you off how old were you at this time this time i was early 20s i had to be about 23 20 22 23 is when it really started to get out of control for me Hmm. when i really started to uh just just trip out because all through my teens it was like i get them up with anybody it was the same thing when I was in Job Corps. A lot of people know me back in Job Corps, knew I was a little, you know, I was a few tacos short of a plate. You dig? Mm-hmm. You know, elevator just didn't go all the way up to the top, which is why it was almost like, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It was like, I don't know what was going on with me, but the type of music that I was putting out was just pure evil. And I remember, I remember, uh, before there was Facebook, MySpace. Yes. 
And I remember I had a song on MySpace, and that song was doing, it was called Don't Blank With Wax. <laughs> Can't say that word. But I put up there, I remember saying, influences, God and my Lord, Savior, Jesus. Oxymoron, <laughs> complete, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. it was like, it doesn't match but you know i remember a young lady she hit me up and she said you know it's funny how you say that your influences is, is god and jesus and yet you talk like that she's like that don't even match now i remember i replied back to her in the most messed up way that i know i can talk to somebody but the thing about it was she was correct she was right which is what really started to turn the tide of me battling. I need to go a different direction. Mm -hmm. And like I said, when that gun didn't go off, I remember just calling out, repenting, yelling, like, I need help. I need you to fix this because I don't know what's going to go on. And the crazy thing about it was that night I had a dream that seemed so real and I was laying down and this thing came in with a, a, a cloak on, all white cloak, but I couldn't see the face. And it seemed so real. And I looked and it just reached his hand out to me. And I'm thinking this was uh, like an angel or something. But Bible tells us that, you know, devil himself can parade around like an angel of light. You know what I'm saying? And I remember before I went to sleep, I anointed myself with oil. This thing came to me and it went and put its hand on my head, pulled it back and ran. Wow. And I remember getting up and I looked and it ran to the door and it stopped at the door, went to the window, jumped out the window and jumped into the pool that we had right out there. Now, I'm seeing this in a dream, but it seems so real, so real. And I remember this thing screaming in agonizing pain while it was yeah. like drowning in this pool. And I know that the Lord was sending me a clear message that he wanted me to, you know, do music for him. You know what I'm saying? And that's what started me changing over. And it was it, it was a hard change. It wasn't it wasn't easy because a lot of those things, a lot of those things were just still in my face. People, money, things like that. But I will mm -hmm. tell you, when I actually gave up and I said, This is it, I can't tell you where all the money went. The cars broke down, the place got broken into, everything I bought with dirty money was gone. Like the Lord completely reset everything that was going on in uh, in my life at that time, you know. Mm. So just imagine it being at that age, and it's like, man, did I make the right decision? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you mean I gotta really like start living my life right? But yeah, man, it was it was wild. But the journey to gospel rap music, it, it was a hard one because I was still trying to do this stuff on my own, trying to do it myself yeah, without letting the Lord do it for me. And we got, and people got to understand, we have to wait on the Lord. We have to wait. 
okay? Uh, we want everything now, 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 now. And that was my problem. I didn't know how to wait. I kept doing things on my own, which brings me to the first time where I started rapping under MOG Mervin. Then I got that name because I, I remember I was being at work and I was mad at God. I was like, you know, the money's gone and this, and this, and that. And what do you want me to do? And I remember I called you that same night. I called you that same night. It was like, I think midnight. It had to be three o'clock. You may not remember this. And I said, you know what? God spoke to me and he gave me a new name. I remember. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. He gave me a new name. Yeah. And he said, from now on, you are known as M-O-G. And I said, well, what is M-O-G? He said, man of God. And I remember researching it. And it was a lot of M-O-Gs. It was like, men of God, uh, messenger of God, and a bunch of stuff. And I said, well, there's already MOGs out there. But he said, but your last name is Mervin. M-O-G Mervin, which separates me from all other MOGs out there. Yeah. And that's what we went with. And that was like the beginning of like, let's do it. But it was a, it was a hard run because a lot of the old residue was still there. It was really still hard to get away from what I knew. Yeah. Because then you, you got people telling, man, you man, you used to be hard. Man, I used to do this, you used to do that. You know, your whole thing was just like on fire. But now you want to go follow God. And I got ridiculed. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is I didn't care. I was like, I I have to I have to do this for me. I yeah. have to do this. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, it pushed on. I actually found a studio, uh Griff Dog Records. That was my first actual record deal that I got was with uh, John Griff. And the crazy part about that is it's like almost like God wanted me to get the experience over there, but he didn't want me to sign over there. Mm. And I tell you the craziest thing that happened and we would be at the studio. Sometimes it was nice. We just talked all night about the Lord. He was a Catholic dude. So a lot of things I was saying, he, didn't know nothing about mm -hmm. but before we could really get the album finished because i was doing a lot of mixtape stuff like you know taking the popular songs and putting the words to it which actually it was like one of those things like where the lord was like that's not what i want you to do because right. i like to take back in the bible it says you can't put a uh, new wine in the old no wine uh, skin right the old skin right yeah so i kind of look at that as the music like why am i taking this beat that's already tainted with words, taking the words out and putting these new godly words on this beat. Because the only thing you hear is what it was. What it was, exactly. So if I take Tupac, hit him up, take the words out. As soon as that come on, doom, 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 what you gonna hear? All you gonna hear is Tupac. You're not gonna hear what I'm saying. So it's like, that is just gonna burst. It ain't gonna hold. So why would I put new wine in the old skin, it just doesn't work. And I know some people say, well, it ain't the beat. It, it, go back. Y'all need to go back and do your research and really sit with the Lord and let him minister to you about this thing called music. Then you'll really understand. Yeah. But we just really couldn't get music going. We had a falling out, me and this guy. And me being young, I was on, I was on uh what that platform. Uh, my space and I was talking reckless. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I was like, man, forget this, forget that. And 
you know, I was this because I was just like hurt. You know what I'm saying? And we actually years later we reconciled. And he said, you know what? Come back to the studio. Let's finish that gospel rap album. And I said, cool. I will see you in a week. That man passed away that same week. Mm -hmm. And I was completely devastated. But it was almost like God was saying, this is not what I want for you. And God knew that this man's time was short, which is why he did not allow me to really start recording over there. And I was, go ahead. He gave you some time to get it together before. Yes. You know, get it right with him before he passed. Before he passed. And I was like one, I was the one that actually led him to the Lord Mm. before he passed. And I know that was God's planning on everything like that, you know. So, yeah, man, that that really started a uh, a big change in me. I got back in the church. I got back into praying and like, Lord, you got to drive this ship because I just don't know what to do. Like you, you took all my resources away. You know what I'm saying? And I ended up working a job and I met this lady who um, she found out I rap and I'm not going to mention their name because they're not going to get the satisfaction <laughs> of you know, me putting that out there, but her boyfriend, yeah. which was in jail, who was getting out of jail in a few weeks, who had a studio. So, you know, they wanted to sign me, which it, it was honestly, it was just kind of stupid that you got a gospel rap artist on this secular, what we call it, label. And everybody on the label is, is rapping and cussing and fussing. And then yet you got this godly dude on there. Right. It looked real. It, it looked real stupid, but it was just me being. I was um, desperate, so instead of waiting on the Lord, I just like I just do this myself. And the Lord, He just kept okay. Go right ahead. You're gonna bump your head. And I remember, you were one of them. You were like, "That is cool," but it doesn't look right. There's another cat, my buddy. Uh, Al. Was it Al? It was my buddy Al who said, hey, man, like, I don't know. I don't think you need to be on that label. And I'm just like, man, you know, know, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to use it for what it is, you know, get what I can get out of it. And uh, that's that's just going to be it. But it it wasn't it wasn't it, man. Being on that label was just so annoying. And I knew I shouldn't have signed that contract. Yeah. But I signed it. You know what I'm saying? And we started recording. We started getting things together, but it just didn't feel right, man. Yeah. Like it just didn't feel right. So I'm thankful that it didn't go it didn't really go any further. Like the album was never completed, but I did have songs on this label. And then the things started changing once I started getting merchandise, once I started getting the website. And everything started moving in my favor, and they started getting upset, which is why they wanted like, oh, well, you need to put our logo on your website. And I'm like, I ain't doing that. Oh, we need to get a cut of your clothes. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? And I did. I read read the contract, and uh, when it all went sour, when I told them I was leaving, 
they was like, okay, well, you owe, I think it was like four, five thousand dollars, something like that. They said I owed them. And I was like, for what reason? He said, oh, well, for studio time and and uh, the beats. So I said, okay, cool. Give me a price tag. And when they said that, I was like, I ain't paying you for that. So the cold part about it was I remember reading this contract and somehow in the contract it said that the studio or the record label would pay for all studio time. I don't remember reading this. Mm-hmm. But when I put when I put that to them, because they were talking about suing me, when I put it to them, they saw it was just like dumbfounded. And I was like, so yeah, here's my walking papers. But the crazy part about that was they kept all the original recordings. You know, they wouldn't give it back to me. But, you know, those are just like, those are like uh, what I like to call throwaways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They weren't finished. Yeah. So I'm just like, God, you got to, if this is what you want me to do, you got to help me out. I remember dropping a daughter off and I'm driving home and this truck passed by, got in front of me on the freeway. It said RDR Studios. And it said, I remember the Lord said, call that number. I wrote it down real quick, got home. I remember calling this number and I said, hey, I just saw your truck. I'm a gospel rap artist. I just left my record label. Uh, I got a little money, but I need to start, you know, working on my album. It's okay, cool, man. This cool dude, Daniel, Daniel Dagnot. Daniel Dagnot is, you know what? Daniel Dagnot is my boy forever. So what? Daniel did. He said, hey, oh, hey, man, you know, come down to the studio. We can talk. Daniel is a, is a cool, he's a cool dude. Very, very calm. I came down to the studio, told him what my situation was, and we started working. We started working like that next week. And I told him, I said, the problem is the label won't release any of my music. They kept it all. They're basically trying to destroy me. Daniel's like, do you have anything? I said, yeah, I got some stuff that I was working on. It's not finished. She was like, Hey man, uh, I'm a musician. I can recreate everything. Mm. I was like, what you mean you can recreate it? So the beautiful thing about that album was it was 100% recreated. He played the guitar. He played the drums, any of the keys. He did all of that from scratch. Wow. I already had the words. I just didn't have the sound. He recreated everything, and it came to a point in time where I was in between jobs, and I ran out of money, and I just remember telling him, I said, hey, you know what? I don't have any more money to pay you, and this is how God works. I said, I don't have any more money to pay you uh, when I get my money up because they still owe me money at the label. They didn't give it to me. When I get my money up, I'll I'll pay you, you know, and he's like, okay, cool. You know, just come back when you're ready. This dude called me the very next day, and he said, hey, man. Something weird happened last night. And he said, can, can you come to the studio? And, you know, we can talk about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I get up, go to the studio. He said, hey, the weirdest thing. He said, I was in the studio mixing whatever project he was going on. He said, and I heard this voice say that I need to give you free studio time. Mix and master everything for you for free. Do wow. everything for you for free. He says, I've never felt this way. He said, I went and told my wife, he said, my wife said, if that's what you heard, then that's what you better do. And man, I was so thankful. I was so thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't even, 
like it's like even to this day it's just hard to contain that the lord is just so good like that because yeah. the lord wanted this project out yep we went in boom boom banged it out we had a great time uh sharing him sharing the love of the lord with him and 2012 in october we released first timothy 6 11 through 12. and that album to this day is still pulling numbers we talking what 10 years 10 years later 10 years later and that album is still producing which is so crazy like one of the songs uh restless is one of the hot songs on TikTok right now wow i didn't know that i checked the cd baby account and all i saw was TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. tock i'm like whoa like it's 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 crazy that it's just still being discovered i know like for all y'all out there i bounced around a little bit y'all can go to my website uh mog mervin music and check out everything but we had a good time putting that album together in the name of the Lord. We put out some other songs and things like that. And a lot of people want to know, like, why I kind of slowed down. And the reason is, is because I stopped to focus on a lot of legal things that I had to take care of concerning music, mm-hmm. uh, learning more of the business. Also, I started getting to the point where people were just trying to use me. And I got tired of that from churches to artists, everything. Yep. It, it's, it's like, it gets annoying. So perfect example, because people knew me or they watched me come up or whatever the case was, it was always like, oh, well, I know MOG Mervin. I'm gonna holler at him. Hey, you know, can you come here and do this? Yeah, I might do it once, might do it twice. But that third time, it's like, all right, we, we gotta start talking, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need gas, all that type yeah. of stuff. But yep. It was kind of ironic how they would call for like other pastors and things, pay for their flight, pay for their room and board, and all this and this and this and that. But when it came to the gospel rap artists, everybody wanted to do it for free. Yeah. And then when I really got my business together, when I really put together J Mervin Records, okay, now we need paperwork on everything. And that's where the tide turned. Nobody yep. wanted to deal with my paperwork. Oh, yeah, I'll come to your event, this and this and that. Where can I send a contract? Right. Everybody gets quiet. It's crickets. It's the same thing with some of the artists. A lot of the artists were just like, oh, let me get on this track. Let me get on that track. Let me get on this track. But it's like, man, let me get on your track. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Well, why you always want to get on my track? And I understand exactly. because I was one of the only ones really moving. If I said a song was coming out, it was coming out. I knew what I was talking about. I knew what I was doing. So everybody wanted to basically ride my coattail, if I could say that. Of they course. wanted to be a part of what MOG Mervin was doing. Yeah. And I got tired of that. I really got tired of it. I got tired of being used. I got tired of being used by different churches and things like that. And I remember one church, they called me out. I went to the event. Before I even got there, they said, this is what we're going to offer you. Cool. When I got there, I said, I'm ready to do the thing. They said, all right, here you go. They gave me an envelope with a check-in. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> I ain't never seen that before. Everybody else <laughs> wants to use you. But yeah. they were like, no, this is how we're doing it. We called yeah. you out, and they gave me a check. And it wasn't that they were paying me 
to do this. They were paying for my time. Right. Pay a man his wage. That's all we ask for. That's if they're going to have somebody from out of town come out and they're paying for all of this, when it comes to the music artists, why can't we get the same thing? Right. Just because you know me, that should, you know, if you know me, then you should want to do right by me. Right. That's the way it should go. But right. that's why I really backed away. And I I haven't been getting too many things because they're like, it's like, I mean, he too much into his business. It's too much business. Exactly. Because nobody's going to do something without conducting business first. Right. I don't care if that's even in the church. It's business. Yep. So lights aren't free. Studio time isn't free. Gas isn't free. It's like, why don't you want to pay for that type of stuff? But that's the reason why I stepped back. But I felt so much better when I turn my life around versus being paranoid every day, who's going to come after me or whatever. Not that anybody was after me, but that's the way the devil make you think. Right. That people are after you, which is why I carry the gun, you know, and just, uh, just being uh, reckless with my life. But yeah, man, that's kind of like where it started. And even now it's, it's, it's going. You know, I'm, I'm getting back into it. I'm revamping a lot of things, finishing up the next album, doing all of that type of stuff, because now I know a lot more of the business. I know a lot more of the legal things. And when I decided to do this independently, it worked out better for me. So yeah. now I don't have to track nobody down for my money or track anybody down for this sound or that sound. Everything is just so independent. It comes to me. I'm the boss. I say what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. I own everything, all my masks, all of that stuff. It's 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 me. It's nobody else. Because That's it's hard to trust other people. So yeah. I know that was a lot to digest, but hey, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, that it's just story. Yeah. You know, and it's definitely one of them things where people can learn from it. I mean, not just even the music business, but in life, period. Yeah. If you're going to do business with somebody, then you need to do it the right way. And yeah. see, especially like when it comes to us, our folks, a lot of the times people will see you and say, oh, yeah, can you do this? Can you do this for me? Can you? Oh, so what you going to pay? Why, why I got to pay for it? What? Well, you're going to pay for somebody else stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> why can't you pay for mine? It's like you're providing a service mm -hmm. and if and somebody else is providing that same service you're gonna pay for that so why can't you pay for our services yeah you know it's all across the board it's professionalism yes you know you you've got to give people that that equal uh that equal courtesy yeah if you will and just just saying Oh, we doing this uh, for the Lord only goes so far, right? Okay, because you right. can go on and search. You can go in and search the Bible and look at what happened a lot of times when the Lord pulled up into a place. People were giving him things. Yeah, people were taking care of his ministry, doing yep. things like that. It's like the same thing. We're yep. just asking for the same thing. And me running a record business, it comes along with it. Right. I mean, there's been artists that were like, oh, Mo, I want to get you on the track. All right, where can I send the contracts? Uh, uh, contracts? Yeah, contracts. <laughs> where can I send the contracts? Because this is this is not free. Now, granted, right. there are guys 
you know, that I don't like, like uh, artists like KD out of Chicago. Whenever that dude, whenever he hit me up, you I need a verse, bro. I got you because he's poured into my life so much. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? He's poured into my life so much and vice versa. Like when he did the song uh, with me, thought he had me. He was just like, yo, bro, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, cool. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure you get your publishing. I'm going to make sure you get some points on this record. So whenever the song is played, he gets a percentage, I get a percentage. That's how it's supposed to be. That's right. But where people like to take it, I mean, take advantage. I mean, there's been a, a few churches that they just want to take advantage of what you've got. And you know what? It's crazy because somebody put on Facebook earlier and they said, don't allow anyone to pimp your gift. And I had to give that one a, you know, yeah, because that's what was happening to me. Yep. It, it was just like I don't I don't care if you know me from you know Nihara Grasshopper. It's you still you got to conduct business. Yep. And even with gospel artists, it's the same thing. Like I'm not gonna have any artists do anything for free. I'm not gonna have anybody do anything for free. Now if they tell me, oh nah, I know it's no charge, cool. But I'm not gonna say, oh well, man, just do it for me. That that's that's just not how this works. You know what right. I'm saying? That being said. It just really started to annoy me, man. Even the artists, even the artists in the city and other cities that were just like, I'm not saying I was like, like, oh, I'm the hottest out there, but my name was really getting around and buzzing because people saw me moving. They see the music video, they see everything out there, and they just wanted to ride along with that, which brings me to even with the music videos and how, you know, how God put the person in my direction for the music, the music videos, a guy by the name of M. Lee, out of Dago. I mean, this, this dude, he he was hot doing his, his uh, music videos. And I remember a friend of mine from school had hit me up and was like, yeah, I think it was her roommate or something. Said, the roommate's cousin does videos. And I said, okay, well, introduce me. So uh, I met this dude. And coolest dude ever. And we actually shot the first music video. My first music video ever was called uh, I'm Here. Mm -hmm. And I think he shot that. And, you know, I was like, oh, just, you know, what's your charge? He didn't charge me that much. But the dude was so professional. And everything that was in my mind, I told him about it. And he made it happen. He made it happen. And we we made a few videos together up until the time where... Um, I start letting um, baby girl uh, do my music videos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's um, another story all in itself, right? Yes, there. yes. Yeah. And for those of you who have seen the videos, uh, especially the ones of recent, yeah. Um, how old? Stepping Stone. Uh, Stepping Stone and and. Something else. It was Stepping Stone, Speak With You. And there's another video that she did. And I remember her saying, you know, she said, Dad, uh, can I shoot one of your music videos? And I'm like, <laughs> it was, she was like 12? Wow. 12 yeah. years like old. Like 12 years old? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> but 
you can't sleep on these kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I said, all right, cool. Let's let's do it because I was looking to put a new video out. And all the ideas that came from this child, and we put it all together, we produced it together, put it together. And I think that thing went up to like 16, 17,000 views, like, wow. like just in a matter of days, you know, which is why I put her in at the end of the, you know, like she, she really, she really did that video. You know what I'm saying? Like it's even the video with a uh, stepping stone. Her idea was, okay, you're going to start off reading this magazine. We're going to set the magazine on fire, which a lot of people don't understand. That was a real fire. Okay. That was no, <laughs> that was no special effects or nothing. And I'm reading this magazine, flipping the pages while it's on fire. And in my head, I'm like, it's getting kind of toasty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that video did so well. And it's one of those things where God is like, I will make sure you are never lacking. He's always put somebody in my way to help me. You know, some yep. like, like I said, like the fourth. 12, 13 at the time, 11, 12, something like that, put this video together. And I was just like, wow, a kid? Crazy. It's, 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 how, it's how God works. From the mouth of babes, man. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's right. That is awesome. That's an awesome story. And just let this story be an inspiration to everybody else who's thinking that you know what you're doing it doesn't matter or you can't make it you can't get to where you want to be this man is a success story you know this man has been touched by god and anointed by god to do what he does so yes. let his story be an inspiration to all of you who are trying to get to the same thing and not necessarily as far as you know uh rapping goes but it, anything that you're trying to do yeah. in your life. Everybody has a journey and we've all got different paths to take, you know, but at the end, God has to be the guide. Yes, he does. Yep. He, he has to be because uh, he can take it all away from you. Yep. And if God is giving you a gift, use it. Because if you don't use it, he'll take it away. Exactly. <laughs> Probably give it to somebody else. Somebody else. You know yeah, exactly. But which is why I love what I do for the Lord. And whenever I hear somebody come to me and they tell me how they enjoy the song or they love this song or love that song or, or they seen this video or that video, it, it's, it's a blessing to me because a lot of us think it goes on numbers. Yeah. And what I had to learn was to stop looking at numbers. Stop looking at the sales and the plays and all of that and look at the lives that are being touched through this whole thing. Yep. I remember there was somebody that hit me up. I guess they were going through a, a mental breakdown or something. And they told me that they heard a voice said play uh, 1 Timothy 6, 11 through 12. And this person said they played that and instantly started feeling better. That touched me so deeply that was like lord this is this is what you want me to do you know no i got over that oh i'm trying to be famous i'm trying to be up here with this one i'm up here with that one i don't care no more 
Yep. I let that. It's, it's just like I like being the local dude that I am right now. Looking at some of the, you know, the numbers and places where the songs are played. The songs are being played in areas that they shouldn't be played. Iraq, Iran, mm-hmm. all these third world countries. And it's just, it's. I mean, wow. That's how God is, you know. So you won't have to know who I am. You ain't got to see me on TV. But just know the work of the Lord is going through. Exactly. And, 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 I, and I, I love that. Each and every day, I could be dead. I should be dead. But the Lord has spared my life. And I can tell you now, like, I'm living the, I'm living my best life right now. A lot of times, I forget where it is in the Bible that will just, I got a paraphrase where it says, he'll give you back all the days that you lost. I don't remember where that was, but I'm getting time back that was lost, that was stolen from me. You know what I mean? No. Am I perfect? Uh-uh. Got to repent every day? Yes. Yep. But the goodness of the Lord, where he's just, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do for you. Even in my professional career, for my job, where he's like, I'm going to show you where I'm going to put you. And he put me in this position. I mean, like, whoa. He just put me in a position to meet two key people, you know, vice presidents of this job that that took to me like, oh, yeah, hey, let's stay connected. Let's this and that. Like, oh, definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Definitely. And for some people, it's like, you know, even with the uh, I'm having fun, like even with Rashad, the toy collector, I'm having fun, man. I'm having fun with just showing people the toys I collect. I'm having fun with doing this podcast. Just showing like where you come from. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Let God into your life. Let the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. If you don't believe, that's cool. You don't have to believe. That's fine. Because there are a lot of successful people that don't have God in their life. They have a God, but they don't have the God. Mm-hmm. They are successful. But that success comes with consequences. There you go. I had a lot of consequences when I was riding that other success. There was a lot of money that was coming in for me. But it almost drove me to kill myself. That's just yeah. that's just being real with it. Yep. You know, being 100, as they say. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you're right on all on all points man i mean you can't base your life on this money and cars and clothes and and women especially you men that's not what it's all about because that stuff passes away Mm -hmm. you know and that's why every day you have to stick with the lord if you are if you are a believer you have to stick with the lord because like I said before, all that stuff passes away, but you know, only God's word will stand. Will stand. What yeah. you do for the Lord will stand. That's it. And there's a lot of things that come our way that we think is coming from the Lord, and it's not. Right. Which is why when I got those record deals, I thought they were from the Lord, and they were not. Even though there are people like Dre and like other people that's like. I would not, I wouldn't do that, but it's like, nah, man, I'm gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? This is from God. No, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't. Even when it got to the point where the Lord said, Hey, all of that, 
uh, the money that's owed to you, everything like that, you got to let it go. And as a black man, that's hard to tell me to let some money go that's exactly. owed to me. Exactly. You know, I, I want to go tear the whole place. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. You know, he gave me back everything that I lost. And a lot of things I lost, I didn't need it anyway. You know, because, you know, it, it was like, it was it was just destructive. Like, look at some of the artists that you see get all this money. What happens to them? What happens? Yeah. The story is all the same. They live in the high life. And they'll tell you they're not happy. They're not happy. It's just a lot of things going on. I know what that's like because I've been there. I know what it's like. There's an evil world over there. And a lot of y'all just don't know. A lot of you know, hear people talk about it. And, you know, you can Google and things. But until you've been there, you will really never know what you're getting yourself into. That's right. Quick, fast money. I get it. Quick, fast death. Yeah. Yes, sir. Consequences. Yes. <laughs> no. Man, what a story. And it's uh, funny that you mentioned, you know, the numbers and everything, mm-hmm. especially like with this podcast, like we said in the beginning. Ain't really all about numbers with us. It's just touching lives one by one. Yes. So if we're not getting like the thousands of views, we're getting a couple of views we are reaching people and that's what this thing is all about we're not about the fame we're not about trying to get all the likes and all that kind of stuff yeah we are in the business of touching and affecting lives in a positive manner and if we have done that for you then our job has been done that's right and speaking of music yes there it is <laughs> For those of you that don't know, our theme song is from the song All That I Know. Produced by Daniel Dagnot. <laughs> Shout out to him. From the album, 1 Timothy 6, 11 and 12. It's the only theme song that was appropriate for this show. That's right. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode we had so much fun it was good to get to know the deeper MOG for social media you can get with us I am at Dre underscore all day Mervin on Instagram Dre all day Mervin on Facebook and you can hit MOG at www.mogmervinmusic.com which is my website Instagram M-O-G Mervin on Instagram and you can follow me on uh, Facebook also M-O-G Mervin YouTube M-O-G Mervin yes, sir you can also follow us collectively on IG at the Mervin Brothers and of course as you can see at the bottom of the screen, in addition to listening to us, or in addition to watching us on YouTube, you can also hit us up, podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, basically wherever you get your podcast. Yes. 
Hit us up. This is episode number seven of the See What Happened Was podcast. Again, thank you so much for vibing with us. And we will see you next time. Peace.